maybe you work yourself a little bit too hard and you might want to back off a little bit that day and then check the next day and see what you're at in terms of recovery. But another point you hit there, Eric, was consistency. You can have the best training plan in the world. You can have all the, the heart rate stuff. You can buy all your garments and all the rest. But if you're not out there running, if you're not out there doing it, you know, a, a shitty plan done consistently is a lot better than the best plan in the world not done at all. And on that note, um, Aaron, how's your runs going this week? <laughs> Hey guys, Sean here and welcome to another episode of the Any Given Run Day podcast. Of course, the quarantine, we're still together through Zoom and in today's episode, I am joined as usual by Aaron. Say hello, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Say hello, Eric. Hello, Eric. I don't know why I did that line for you, but we're going to be talking a lot in a sec because you don't get to talk right now. And hello to Connor. Say hello, Connor. Hey, Sean. How are things? You messed that one up. Okay, I won't have a screen. Somehow Aaron got it right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we're going to strain to the running on, on this week's episode. So um, yesterday I went out and um, I wanted to get my long run in and I got a 10-mile run in. And then Eric texts me afterwards. He's like, you beat me by 20 seconds. And Eric got a 10-mile run in as well. And on the surface, it looks like my run was better. But if you look at my 10-mile my run, at my highest kilometer pace, I was going to 4.23, and my lowest was 5.43. So the way I compare it was, I was like Rocky Balboa. It was just keep moving forward, keep getting it done, no matter the cost, get 10 miles in, I'm done. Whereas when Eric did his 10 mile, his pace was a lot more consistent throughout all 10 miles. He was like Drago, the bad guy, the evil machine. He just kept moving like a robot at the exact same pace, pretty much at the same pace. And it was because we, we two different goals when going for the, for the 10 mile. Um, so Eric, can you talk about your goal running that, that 10 mile, why you're at that pace? Oh, just before you do, I want to stress that um, because of my pace all over the place, had we kept going in ter- terms of a half marathon, um, you would have won because my pace was gradually slowing down because I was going at all different paces throughout that, whereas you seem to be a lot more consistent. Yeah, so again, when it comes to my long runs, as I said through the, the podcast in season one when we were doing the marathon training, I try and work around my heart rate. Um, so my heart rate for this one, the aim was to stay less than 150 beats per minute. So I was in zone three, but I didn't want to go into the upper end. Um, so I was trying to stay just uh, just below 150 beats per minute. So I think my average heart rate was 149 for the entire 16K. And my right. pace was kind of picked with that. Um, I had a bit of fun with the run as well. I know, fun and run. Um, but the boredom kind of took over over the 16K for the same lap. So I started to run a little bit slower at times, but obviously making sure why, if I was 20 seconds slower on the average, the next time I ran faster, I was trying to increase it. So essentially a 40 second increase per kilometer pace, just to see how my heart would react to a change in pace and change in speed. And at one point I was at a 144 beat per minute. And when I changed by 40 seconds, initially it spiked up towards 160 beat per minute. But after about 500 meters or so, it came all the way back down to the 149, 150. So I think the interval training that we're doing is helping. Um, we are doing a lot shorter stuff, so I'm finding my endurance level isn't as high anymore. So I'm thinking I'm probably going to switch back to the longer distance stuff quite soon before I lose anything I have there. Um, but um, yeah, it was. I think for me and you, the difference was I think looking at your heart rate that you send on to me, and something that we're going to do between the four of us is, is kind of see the difference and how how hard we're working uh, while we do our different runs over the next two weeks. But 
I think your heart rate average was in 159, 160. Uh, 158, but like it, it was pretty high at some stages. I think at the highest was near 178 or so. Yeah, 170 or 160. So you're, you're working hard and fairness fair, you have a lot of hills, but, and that would uh, relate to the spike. But you could see that with yours, as you were even getting slower, your heart rate wasn't decreasing. You were working harder for working less as such. Mm. Um, so it was interesting to see, but that's that's how I go about it. Um, there's a couple of guys in work here because we're all, we all, there's a lot of us living around here at the minute because uh, not going home and stuff. So um, a few of them are actually picking up the zone too. Uh, one guy went out for his run yesterday and uh, a really, really fit guy and uh, tried to keep his heart rate in zone two on a run and couldn't run quicker than a seven minute, 40 kilometer pace. That's slow. So, he was like, there's no way I can do this. This is torture. This is terrible. And uh, I told him to give it four weeks and see, see how it improves. But, um, and that would be probably similar to yourself, Sean. I don't think you've ever ran a zone two run, ever. No. So even though you're putting in um, marathon training and now the short game, your heart rate is still spiking towards the end of the 16K run because the endurance level, the zone two, I would imagine isn't there. Um, and that being the difference between the two of us on the run. I agree with that. I think one thing people need to take into account when they're talking about heart rate training is you're looking for different results. Like if if you're doing, it depends on the purpose the run you're doing. I mean, if if the purpose like running intensity is not the same as your the speed of your run because many of things come into your know, your hills, even coming against the wind and stuff like. Even on a hotter day, like if it's a really hot day, your heart's got to work a little bit more to like cool down the body. So there could be enough blood going to your skin to cool down the body as it is going to your running muscles. Because of that, your heart rate's going to go up, but, but your speed might not be there. So like if your purpose on the run is do this as fast as you can. Uh, for example, we were talking about a couple of minutes, like Connor and Aaron going for their 5K best time. They, they, don't, they don't care about how it's getting it done. But, but to your point, Eric, if it's more about intensity and monitoring that, that the heart rate stuff can be great there. And the, the running economy, like, so, for example, improve your running economy by, by having the heart rate got lower, like you said your mate was doing at zone two, and that's not there. And that's not there for me right now. And I can make excuses to the hills and stuff like that. Like, if I did that, I'd probably be 10, 12-minute kilometers. Um, so I, I think it's, it's important to notice. And you kind of hit it there with, with the intervals, just having different purposes for each run like each run shouldn't be just running as fast as you can like mine was just saying most of my runs just get it done whereas you've got more of a training plan behind it yeah and the important thing about it is especially when you're doing stuff like this is consistency there's, there's guys here who are top triathletes and top runners and uh, ultra marathon runners and there's all sorts of <laughs> crazy folk and uh, knocking around here but i got chatting to one of the other day and it's like how how do you get your speed down. He was wearing a 14 kilo weighted vest and was running a 410 kilometer for 8K. So, and I was like, how do you do that? What do you like? It's consistency. So it's like, you have to be doing something every day and it, it builds and builds and builds. And he was telling me about how to improve the 5K game. I was telling him how hard it was mentally just to even break the 20 minutes. Um, and he was telling me that the intervals is the way to do it, maybe extend them out, maybe 800 meters and pushing as hard as you can. Uh, because at 800 meters, you're kind of reaching your red line and then you stop. And then what he recommended was that we actually start. So say we do 800 meters, you do your run and say you take two and a half minutes as your interval rest time for your first week. Reduce that then to two minutes, minute and a half, a minute, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 10 seconds. And then all of a sudden, 
you're at that stage where you can you can break that time that you've set for yourself because you've built the time up in the legs for your intervals and then you've just increased your anaerobic fitness for the short distance run and um, whereas the the zone two stuff we're talking about that's your aerobic fitness that's your long distance that's your go all day and um, i have to say i prefer the long distance already to the short distance i'm really it's bizarre because on the garmin it monitors your seven day output right. from your intensity level and and it tells you like what state your body is in so obviously i was doing a lot of running and cycling uh, running in the morning cycling in the evening getting a lot of minutes and miles but it, it was able to do it every day because it was zone two so we could train every day but right. the the peak i reached my peak there about two weeks ago of, of uh, my intensity minute per week but I've been on a steady decline ever since I've switched on to this intensity running because I'm doing a lot less miles um, and my watch has now told me I'm in recovery mode I'm not even in a productive getting fitter mode I'm in recovery mode because of my intensity but I'm running harder and faster than I've ever ran before <laughs> and like Garen I, I, I made the 5k attempt the other day I couldn't move for about 10 minutes I had to just lie on the grass my diaphragm that night was so sore. It was like I strained my entire diaphragm from breathing so hard for the five k. But it, uh, but my watch is so frustrating. My watch is like, oh, you haven't, you having a bit of time off, or is it? So um, it, uh, a, a lot, a lot of people listen that go, geez. That damn Garmin watch, you know, I, I need to get in that because I have no idea where recovery is. Just a quick tip, tip for people. As you're running, your resting heart rate's going to get, as you get more fit, that'll get lower because it just, um, get the exact word. No, it, the heart, it just makes it easier to, to pump blood. It, it's easier, it's more economical for the heart. To more efficient, Sean. That is the exact word, Booker, for thank you, Barry. It's more efficient. The heart's more efficient getting blood throughout the body the, the, the fitter you get. So, um, for people who are wondering, you know, how, how do you know when you should recover or take a day off? If there's, you should check your, your resting heart rate, even on a Fitbit every morning. You'll see it's gradually lower, lower, lower. Mine's around 53, 54 at the moment. If I woke up one morning and looked at that and it was at 60, that means my heart rate is too high compared to what it usually is. And that's, that should be a recovery day. So that'd be similar to a, a, a Garmin if you haven't got a Garmin or something like that is, or even putting your two fingers up to your, your, your neck and checking your beats every morning. Uh, if you find your heart rate for some reason is abnormally fast out, it could change a little bit compared if you had a couple of drinks and stuff the night before. It might spike a little bit. But in general, if your heart rate is a little bit too high in the mornings, maybe you're working yourself a little bit too hard and you might want to back off a little bit that day and then check the next day and see what you're at in terms of recovery. But another point you hit there, Eric, was consistency. You can have the best training plan in the world. You can have all the, the heart rate stuff. You can buy all your garments and all the rest. But if you're not out there running, if you're not out there doing it, you know, a, a shitty plan done consistently is a lot better than the best plan in the world not done at all. And on that note, um, Aaron, how's your runs going this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, not great. Um, it's going to be tough for me to break this 25 minutes or try to get down as close to 25 minutes. I thought it would be a lot easier now, in fairness, but obviously isn't the case. Um I instead of doing the long run today, I've decided to do two five Ks or three five Ks maybe and see if I can try and see see what the decline is and over the three of them. We just we, we talked about this before I hit the record button. Uh, and the one of the things about that is 
In theory, that makes the most sense, but practically, I think that's a complete wrong approach because, like myself, because um, what we have even in the any given one day, the running club group is we have three different type of runs each week, and we're improving on different things. So, like Eric was talking about his his zone two and stuff is more aerobic capacity, and he's combined with other stuff, so he's more an anaerobic. To, to an extent, but it, it's still a different training zone, working the heart differently, and all those combined will help as long as you have the overall goal of running 5K. But if you're just, like, you will obviously improve if you did 5K every day, that will go down, but you're training on, on, on one flat plane. Do you, do you know what I mean? Whereas we had a couple of different things there, it might work. Maybe not. I mean, you've only got eight days, so it's completely up to you to decide what you're going to do. <laughs> and, um... So, so Connor's doing pretty well. He's getting closer and closer to that sub-20. Um, yeah, how are how, how you finding that? Yeah, good. Uh, I think, yeah, a little bit shocked, actually, that it's it's something, I suppose, that might be doable now for me. So, the good week this week, I suppose, a week of, of personal best. So, went out on Monday, um, got a long run in a half marathon distance. Um, so, I got a personal best there of an hour, 43 minutes. Um, and I went out and did my 5K down on Wednesday. Um, I'm actually turned that around then in 20 minutes and 29 seconds. So I suppose, look, you know, like like I said at the beginning of this process, I didn't think I'd break 21 minutes to now be in a position whereby, you know, 20 minutes or sub 20 minutes is, you know, is possible potentially. Um, that's great. And I, I would attribute that then to the interval runnings, um, you know, that we're doing with the hurling. Everything we do is is short and sharp and fast in comparison to, you know, in, yeah. in comparison to, you know, um, most of what I would done would have done in in kind of from a running standpoint and I suppose similar to you Sean um, you know my folks would have always been on uh, just looking at the time you know as opposed to looking at heart rate and things like that but what I'm noticing is when I go back and look at over some of the distances that I'm running my heart rate during that um, I can see that you know despite I would have uh, run at a quicker pace and obviously exerted a similar amount of energy to do so my heart rate is lower um, so I think you know what, what you and Eric are, are kind of looking at it's, it's really interesting we, we've kind of touched on this in the past as well it's something that I suppose, from a hurling standpoint, you, it, it's shock and cheese because, you know, at no point in time in a hurling match are you going to say, I'm going to stay in a zone two or a zone three, you know, at all times it's it's all out, you know, and, and there's no kind of, uh, there's no opportunity really for you to, to take the foot off the gas. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I think it's interesting the idea that obviously, you know, if you're training your heart to, you know, to work in a certain way um, and improve its performance that you can kind of see that result. So I think going forward, I think, you know, for me, obviously now, the goal is is always going to beat Aaron, and I still think that there's there's a bit more in him than he's letting on. I reckon that I, I still need to break twenty to be completely safe. So that's obviously going to be the main goal going forward. But uh, you've only got eight days, Connor. You've only got eight days. Only eight days. <laughs> I love Aaron's putting the pressure on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but I think that looking at the heart rate training, you know, is is something interesting to to kind of maybe maybe bring my training going forward and. Uh, and look, obviously, Eric kind of talk about, talks about consistency. Obviously, it's not something you can just turn around overnight and make it work. But, you know, at the same time, we're kind of seeing that I'm seeing sticking to the process, you know, that's really working. I'm starting to see results, you know, and like whether it's, you know, for anyone listening, whether it's the gym or whether it's, you know, education or, or running, whatever it is, you know, ultimately one day you're going to turn around and, and you know, your, your personal best is going to be your warm up, you know. Um, like when I started running properly, I suppose three years ago now when I, I kind of did my first half marathon, you know, to think that I'd be, you know, running this quickly and enjoying it this much, much and that's really the, the, the more important part, you know, I'm enjoying yeah. it. Um, you know, I, I would have been utterly shocked. 
I get you, I get you. Speaking of, of 5Ks, um, I think everyone is, actually, Aaron, one of the good things you're not on Instagram for, because you probably don't know anything about this, but is this, this trend now going on Instagram? Is like, uh, run five, nominate five, double eight five. That's, I knew it was freedom. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of those going around. Lads, you've been nominated much for this, this 5K as the best with your training plans. I've not been nominated at all yet. So, uh, I think it's because people realize that it's not really... Like I'll I'll just run anyway, so I think that's why people have avoided nominating. It seems like Sean is trying to nominate all three of us, checking out if we've been nominated before or not. <laughs> exactly, what was. nominate us now because it sounds like Sean has got a nomination. Have you, Sean? I've got, I've got a few nominations already, but um, I, I've done my five k's. I do them every Monday anyway, so I'm not, I'm not too too concerned about them. But it's pretty cool that a lot of people are, are running more for um for for charity and stuff like that, and a lot of, a lot of people are getting out there and, and getting stuff done. Um. Like we didn't, uh, we didn't coin this 5k Monday because we started doing this for three weeks before this whole run 5 came out. We did, but, but it is great to see people um, getting out and doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it was pretty cool. But wasn't a guy, I mean, there was all different ages and stuff, wasn't there someone who like did their laps or something in their front garden um, in England? Was he a World War Two player or something? That's right. Yeah, well, that's that's a little bit different, but that's and look, I suppose you know that's that's something nice to talk about. Like there's um, obviously former um, uh, former or veteran uh, captain Tom Moore in, in the UK. Um, the man's nearly a hundred, and uh, it's a great old age. But he's walked a hundred laps of his back garden to raise money for the NHS workers. Um, you know, which is a fantastic achievement. You know, for for someone of his age. Um, but the man's raised twenty five million pounds sterling. To go towards to go towards the NHS, yeah. I think look, obviously, first and foremost, that that's phenomenal, and and you know, there's calls now and a petition for him to be knighted, which I think is is you know, there's there's definitely calls for that. Um, but I think it just goes to the show that regardless of your your age or fitness ability, you know, to be able to get out and and you know, be active, you know, that's something we should all all, all really work towards. And you know, I think that the you know, going back to the five k, run five k, nominate and, and donate five. Like it's a great initiative, but I think at the same time, what I've seen online is that there's there's definitely some people who are using it as not, or I suppose are looking at people posting their times and being disheartened that they're not running as quick, and there's definitely some people as well who are um, perhaps pausing their workout halfway through and and taking a rest and then finishing it to improve their time. And look, I think you know the way I've always looked at running is that it's a personal thing. You know, you, you know we're we're all completely different. Um, you know, and, and anyone that's not running in an elite setting really should only be looking to better themselves. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, so, so things like this, I think, you know, all of a sudden the, the goodness is taken out of it when it becomes a, you know, a kind of a challenge to see who can be the, the most impressive online or get the most likes, you know. Um, I think we all should just, just bring it back to, you know, I suppose bring it back to what it's meant to be, which is, you know, being active, you know, improving our own physical fitness and, um, you know, and raising money for good causes. Yeah, I mean, I, that's one of the things I love about the, the the running group we have on Facebook is that like people are um are fairly honest. For example, um, I try to be a, a, as honest and transparent as I can do my runs. For example, on Wednesday, I did my intervals. I only did three k instead because I was doing different class before and afterwards. Now, someone in this group called me soft because of that, but sure, we'll leave that part out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. That that's what I like about that. But you know, you're gonna have some of that and stuff on, on Instagram and all the rest. Um, but it's mad how how creative people are getting with their runs as well. Like someone in Australia did um did a marathon run up and down the balcony and stuff like that. And Eric, you said there's someone doing, running around in the state or something. 
Um, yeah, so one of the former colleagues used to instruct me here. Um, he's retired now, but he's actually running a marathon in his estate. Uh, so he's uh, making the most of staying at home uh, by running a marathon around the green in the estate. So 26.2 miles, which is equating to 129 laps of his green. And he's doing it on Sunday, May 3rd. He'd love, he'd love support to raise as much money as possible for the child line. And as he said, during this very tough time, home, unfortunately, is not a safe place for all children. Um, and he's looking for as many donations as he can. It's really, really good. Um, it's very impressive uh, to watch. And he's put up plenty of videos of him uh, running around the green, doing like the course check and the highs and the lows of the course. And He's just running past houses. His neighbours must think he's absolutely nuts, but it's so <laughs> impressive to see. It's, uh, it's absolutely brilliant. But as he said, there, he's doing it for Childline. It is a great cause. Um, and although some people are enjoying the greater times of staying at home, unfortunately, there's just bad sides to it as well. But uh, his, he started out raising like 1,000 euros, uh, or 2,000, I think, was his goal initially. And like within the first day, he burst through that. And now he's up, as I checked just before we came on, it's 5,900 euros he's on. And the target now is 7,000. So I think it's nice to give him a little plug. Uh, I'm going to enjoy watching it. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to be doing it with him, actually. I'm, I'm very jealous of that mind-numbing run that he's about to do. 129 <laughs> laps around the stage. 129 laps, yeah. Twice, like... <laughs> Hopefully like, neighbours get out and give him a bit of a shout on. Like, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they do, hopefully, yeah. yeah. They get fairly bored after the second lap, though. <laughs> yeah, the cars start blaring stuff, get the, the, the music going. Yeah, the music going. going. That's what they should do. They should be in their cars and get the music going for them, so it's just different every time. Uh, he's a big fan of Taylor Swift, like myself as well, so if anyone, his neighbours happen to listen to a podcast, you leave your car and on some Taylor Swift, you'll absolutely love it. And get a, get a plate of Jaffa cakes and just leave them on top of a car or something so you keep yourself. Yeah, he has absolutely. them as well. <laughs> well, well. We'll get onto the um, the any given Monday production crew to uh, put the uh, links in for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you better, Sean. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty much. I think I think we'll wrap up the podcast on that note. Um, yeah, so if you want to get involved in your in, um, in your own kind of running and stuff, be sure to add us on the Any Given Day Facebook group. But if you're not on Facebook and seeing me all these young, um, am I using the Karen word right there, Connor? Probably not. I don't know, but I'm not big on the old Instagram. I'm on it anyway. But if you want to, if you want to um, get involved and you're not on Facebook and you can't stand Facebook anymore, also, all folks, me and Aaron are only on Facebook, really. All right, Aaron. Yeah, cheers, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, be sure to tag us on Instagram as well if you do decide to get your 5K Monday in, especially if you're nominated for a good cause. Lads, anything else you want to add to this week's episode? Get out uh, who knows? We might do our own little charity gig. You don't know, charity run. We might, we might get something in, and and we might, if anyone is struggling with kind of workout plans or training plans, we're not running experts, but we can definitely share what it is we're doing on a weekly basis, just so people can have something to follow along with. It might be, might be something we can look at. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, even just, I suppose, just, just go back to the Facebook group. So like we've seen the uptake in, in people that want to get involved, you know, really kind of really skyrocket. I think it just goes to show that, now, that type of a, a community whereby you know like we said it like everyone's kind of just just working to improve themselves um, and offer advice and you know support each other in whatever way they can there's real value there so I suppose anyone that that is interested you know in you know obviously in joining in in taking part in our 5k interval and long run challenges 
um, you know, and or even if it has any ideas of you know topics to discuss or as Eric kind of alluded to events that maybe we could create, um, you know, let us know. Yeah, there is actually one or two running coaches in that group um, that I haven't even told you guys about, but I'll tell you about that when we stop to hit the pause, the pause button on this week's uh, episode of the podcast. <laughs> that, that is genuine. There, there is a couple of people running in that I'm talking to about that. And on that note, guys, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Any Government Run Day podcast. I hope you guys got a bit of uh, motivation out of that, and especially since this does drop on a Monday. Um, hopefully it does push you a little bit to get that 5K Monday in or get any kind of run in, walk around your garden 217 times. I don't know, just something to try and get out there, stick within that 2K radius, but get something done as well. And that's it from the four of us for this week's episode of the podcast. From all of us, take care. Good luck. Bye. Good luck. He says good luck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Change it up.